This show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. Hey, John, will you give us that look? Explanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I looked some stuff up on Wikipedia, watched some YouTube about it, and I'm going to explain it to my friend David Rondell. Hey, David. Hey. What's happening in the world? Well, we're going to about to record this, so what are we learning about? Gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's the first Patreon-suggested episode. Oh, yeah. Who suggested this? Your mom. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Susan. My mom. <laughs> um, Should I? Do you want to re-record that? Just get, keep going. Let's keep going. Yeah, keep going. Why Thank would you. We re-record that. I don't know. I just thought you might want to protect Thanks, your mom. mom's identity or something. Oh <laughs> no! I mean, we're using her. She suggested something. And we're using her suggestion. Let's keep going. All right. <laughs> we're learning about gerrymandering. Gerrymandering. And uh, this is actually also the first episode that's ever been suggested by anyone other than me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. This is you don't usually take suggestions, really. No, not really. Um, Every now and then I'll have three ideas and I'll tell Jonathan to pick one. Okay. Um, But yeah, anyway. Good for you, Jonathan. The United States is a representative democracy. So that basically means everyone in the U.S. is theoretically represented by elected officials in the federal government. emphasis on the theoretical. <laughs> if you're so. young or, say, you know, any type of minority or, say, yeah. Yeah. identify with exactly. any minority this is, group. This is going to end up to be a theme, I'm sure. Um, so each state has two senators. Or a woman. And there are 435 seats in the House of Representatives which are divvied up among the states based on the population info. Yeah, there needs to be a the lot population. more, honestly. Um, we'll talk about that, maybe. Uh, let's keep going, though. Expand the house. <laughs> Expand the house. Also, actually, if you were to do that, honestly, it might just be easier to gerrymander the districts. Um, I would listen to... 538 podcast series called the gerrymandering project okay and it was really really helpful and informative on this so we'll start with a quote from them about what congressional voting districts are oh so what gerrymandering is we'll get i think we might have another quote about that okay (laughs) at its most basic level A congressional voting district is a collection of residents and voters that live within a contiguous area. That part's important. Yeah, contiguous. Contiguous. And is composed of around 700,000 people these days. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So basically, if your state has less than 700,000 people, you'll, or like less than 14,000, I think. You get one. You only get one. There are seven states that have one. California has the most. It's 53. Mm. So, but the thing is about populations that they always change. And like people die, people have more babies, and people move a lot. Yeah. So like every 10 years, the government does a census. 
Right. Yep. In order to track basically where the people are, how many. Yeah, they want to know how many of us there are and where we are and, you know, what we're like and, you know, what services we might benefit from. Yeah, exactly. And it happens on every, like, dividable by 10 year. So it happened in 2000, 2010. Exactly. Will happen in 2020. Um, Every decennial year? Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. I read it but didn't know how to pronounce it. Didn't even try. Uh, Decennial. Um, So this is where we get to reapportionment and congressional apportionment. Okay, okay. So after a census is taken and population changes are taken into effect, the government tells the states how many seats in the House they now have. Gotcha. Oh, so they reallocate them because yeah, they are not adding because it, new there's ones. a fixed number. So the, yeah, it's a fixed number. So if number, your so state grows them. faster than the rest of the states, then you'll gain some. But because you gain some, somebody, somebody else, else necessarily some. has to lose huh. some. And um, in that case, both require the next thing we're going to talk about, which is redistricting. Okay, yep, which is where we get into yeah, our topic. Almost. Um, but yeah. Um, actually, it is where, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what other step we're going to take. Uh, no. Redistricting is where all the funny business You're happens. You're exactly right, yeah. I don't know why I doubted you. It's what puts the mander in the dairy. <laughs> um, so in the year following a census... Oh, and we're going to talk about the name gerrymandering, right? Yes, because it's absolutely. I love it. Um, it's up to the states to figure out how to separate their population into congressional voting districts. Yes. So yeah, the states have the right to determine the boundaries which determine the districts. Yes. So the state government and the governor work together to decide the boundaries for the congressional districts. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, the states have total control. I mean, yeah, within the guidelines no, that the federal government provides for Well, the them. federal government has some regulations that yeah, we'll Yeah, like it has later. to be contiguous. The boundaries have to be contiguous. It has to include X amount of people. And I guess it's 700,000 right now. And it has to basically follow the rules of the Voting Rights Act okay. also. Um, but yeah, let's get back into it. Are we going to talk about those? Absolutely. Okay. Um, we have another quote from 538. And that's about gerrymandering. So it's the manipulation of political boundaries to achieve a certain aim, and that aim depends on the mapmaker's motivation. Wait, wait. So they're suggesting that when a partisan body takes control of state government, and has they the would use the opportunity to redistrict <laughs> to their a- own advantage rather than taking other more rational concerns into consideration? I hate to be the one to break this to you, but yes. <laughs> what kind of world do we live in? <laughs> All right, so the term, ger- <laughs> the term <laughs> we're going to get the term gerrymandering, it was actually uh, called gerrymander, and it was coined by the Boston Gazette in March 1812. But it wow, was, that's older than I realized. Yeah, I thought honestly that that term came around in the and it was effective. I would have guessed a hundred years later. Really? Yes. Yeah, it was uh, apparently just really funny then, because the district he it's drew around Boston, now. like the outer edges of Boston, kind of looked like a salamander. Well, yeah, because Ish. some cartoon 
some some cartoonist drew it like a salamander. Well, yeah, and it's, it looked it's really like damn good. So you're like that but looks still, like a face, but it still, doesn't. It looks but like still, a cloud. The point was that it like was a district that like drew these weird fucking lines that didn't like really make sense. Yeah, but were obviously there to. Include uh, the demographics that to he diffuse, thought were yeah. Include the demographics and exclude, and exclude the demographics the the mayor didn't want or whoever. Yeah. So yeah, the district lines can be drawn in order to help or hinder groups of voters based on whatever the map maker's preference is. Right. This is so, where we get to a quote from Wikipedia. But yeah. So so like the idea is that if there are large numbers of demographics of people who typically vote against you and you have raw data to suggest that they will vote against you. The idea is to keep them out of the same district as one another, to put, make them the minority in every district that you can. So you end up with these weird shapes. So because you're trying to include blocks of people that might actually live together geographically and you're trying to include them in other, um, uh, other districts. So you end up with these weird oblong, like tubey shapes and they have have different reasons for each. But like another thing that I didn't really know about gerrymandering is that the lines can be drawn to quote unquote hijack an election from a congressman. Like, in some states, a congressman has to live in the area they represent. Oh, my <laughs> so goodness. So when the new Holy lines cow. are drawn, okay. they can be placed into districts that they just can't win. Wow. Because of the whole gerrymandering process. The, I think, that's kind of nuts, right? I think gerrymandering became uh, a more widely known and understood phenomenon pretty recently with the last midterm election mm. because the Supreme Court well, the 2010 election was, like, really crazy. Well, yeah, but but it was more widely talked about in the midterm elections of this last year because – or of this last election because um, the, the Supreme Court struck down the, the districting of Pennsylvania and said that mm. they had to be redistricted. And yeah. there were federal auditors overseeing the redistricting, and so it had to be made fair. And so basically, Democrats just destroyed in Pennsylvania yeah. because it is a largely blue state. It is a largely um, mm-hmm. Democrat-leaning and blue-collar union jobs. But it had been gerrymandered. But it had shit. been gerrymandered so that Republicans were winning um, in, in the majority of districts. And that's, yeah, like basically... And after the federal redistricting, well, like, if you it have, was a landslide. If you have like a 20%, if you have 20% or 40% to 60%, rather, if you have 40% and they have 60%, you could gerrymander it so that you win by a landslide. With your 40. Right. So or you're you saying, so you're saying so if they the have 60% percent of the wins. popular vote in that state, yeah. you can gerrymander it so that the majority of your candidates win. Yep. and there are two... Or the majority of elections are won by your candidates, yeah. regardless of the 60%. Um, exactly. Or you, whatever you. whatever you yeah. want to decide your voters for. Yeah. Because that's what gerrymandering is. It's politicians deciding their voters. Yep. As opposed to voters deciding their politicians. It absolutely is. It is one of the most crippling factors in our democracy right now. It is one of the factors that most promotes 
but it's also non-representation. It's also extremely, extremely hard to fix. It is. Oh, it yeah. absolutely is. Um, but let's keep going. Um, so there are two main tactics with for our current system. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Allowing states to do their own districting still, is a nice idea. Still, like a lot of these things that would really, really fix it would require an amendment to the Constitution. And no, what like I'm saying is. Damp- yeah, yeah, no, it, it would, but uh, it is only hard recently. If you yeah. look at the timeline of the Constitution, amendments become less frequent as time yeah, goes you're on. Right. You're I right. mean, there's the Bill of Rights, for 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 God's sakes. Yeah. Which, that was a ton of amendments in a fairly short amount of time, and when you look at it now, we barely ever amend the Constitution. It's so old no. that a lot of us now feel as though it's set it's in like stone, yeah, when it was never we have like a false, we have a false reverence for it we do we have a false reverence for it it was never intended to be set in stone that's why the bill of rights happened yeah and the bill of rights was never meant to be if it's it's fucked up enough if it's fucked up enough that you can get three quarters or more of the population to agree that it's fucked up it should be willing to be able to be changed. Yeah, and you know but what? Uh, frankly, I don't want to live in right a world. Now. I don't want to live in a world who all of its laws were constructed by old white guys three hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, frankly, that's just how I fucking feel. No, I, agree. I don't want to live in that world. No, it needs to be changeable. It needs to be mutable because otherwise, you're stifling the growth of our country well, forever. And, and it's so easy to be like. Well, those laws from the past I really like, and they need to be upheld forever. Meanwhile, like any other law that you disagree with from back then, yep. you're like, like oh, basically yeah, a lot of every single fuck, yeah. as well, rather than just use it, applying rationality to all of it. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, let's keep, let's keep going. Let's keep. Let's going. get back on track. Yeah, let's. Keep <laughs> so there are two main tactics for gerrymandering. There's packing and cracking. Okay, okay, interesting. Um, So we have two Wikipedia quotes for each. Packing votes refers to concentrating voters in one voting district by redrawing congressional boundaries so that those in in opposition of the party in charge of redistricting are placed into one larger district, therefore reducing the party's congressional representation. So with packing... Basically, you like you have your state has X number of districts and you have a minority uh, there that you want to basically limit their influence, but they will get some representation. So you can basically put them all together and so they don't dilute your other districts exactly what you do is sacrifice one or two districts in your state so that the majority of your districts face no contest all of those um all of those individuals face face democratic opponents who have no chance of winning it's it's not only a way to win it's actually a way to maximize the use of your campaign funds because that way you're not spending campaign money on all of these battlegrounds Um, and you're not too worried about the couple of places that you know you sacrificed. That was your plan. Exactly. So you can spend your campaign money basically at your own discretion wherever you think it's going to be best used because most of the districts in your state are going to be called. Yeah. Um, Cracking is the opposite. Right. What I described earlier. Yeah, yeah. So cracking refers to diluting the voting power of opposition voters across many districts by redrawing congressional boundaries. 
so that voting minority populations in each district are reduced, therefore lowering the chance of district-oriented congressional takeover. So, yeah, it's basically the opposite. Right. You basically take a minority population or a... Or a majority. Or, or a majority, the, any population or group that you want to disenfranchise. When you, you basically, have control over redistricting. You basically split them up. Yep. Like in Utah, way up in Salt Lake City, like half of it is taken all the way down to the very bottom of Utah. Because the bottom of Utah is much more Republican. Oh, and they want Salt Lake City. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And Salt Lake City in particular is a kind of a blue spot in an otherwise red state. Well, yeah, that kind of actually takes us on to the next thing we're going to talk about, which is self-sorting. And it's like another aspect of gerrymandering that isn't talked about enough, in my opinion, but it refers to the tendency of people to move to or stay in locations with people with similar ideologies. Right, right. And it actually leads to one much larger trend in yeah. U.S. politics. Yeah. And that's actually, in some people's opinion, a big reason for like the heightened divisiveness yeah. and, and, and partisanship and, in our yeah, country Yeah, not now. to beat around the bush. That, that trend that we're talking about is that... Larger urban centers tend to be blue, mm-hmm. and um, rural, rural areas. areas tend to be red. That's probably yeah. not news to anyone. No, Pretty much everyone not. who's grown up in modern America knows that fact. But without self-sorting, gerrymandering would actually be impossible. And if you think oh, about yeah, it... yeah, of course yeah. it would. Of course it would, because yeah, then because it would it's be, like, the population would be diffuse. It would be purple mm-hmm. everywhere across it's the like state. It's like the only thing, the only group you can't actually gerrymander against is bisex. Because there is no way to yeah, draw districts that have... Oh, which makes some of the elections have, coming up s- that much more interesting. Because you can't gerrymander against what's coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. In my opinion. I agree. Um, so this is where we get to the Voting Rights Act. And it's another important aspect because it prohibits gerrymandering on basis of race. Here's, here's a quote from Wikipedia. I got a lot of quotes on this one. But it obviously it still happens because Pennsylvania recently Absolutely, did it, yeah. won elections well, on that basis, and then finally got it overturned. Well, like, and then they can just claim it's not for that reason, and it's only for partisan reasons, which are absolutely allowed. Yep. Yep. <laughs> which is what's ridiculous about it, is we admit that it's a corrupt or non-ideal at the end, I kind of want to talk to talk about some of the solutions that I think we could implement. Solutions are at the end. Um, so with the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 and its subsequent amendments, redistricting to carve maps to intentionally diminish the power of voters who are in a racial or linguistic mi- minority was prohibited. Okay. That's exactly what you just said, but Wikipedia says it's so nice. <laughs> Um, also in the 1980s, the Voting Rights Act was amended by Congress to, quote-unquote, make states redraw maps if they had a discriminatory effect. But another thing about the Voting Rights Act is that majority-minority districts are called for in some cases, but it's like a contentious issue. So that means that districts, some districts have to be drawn in order to have majority of a minority. Okay. Um, and actually, it's contentious because on the one hand, 
Without majority-minority districts, many well-known politicians of color would likely have never been elected because they would have just been gerrymandered out of it. Right. Um, But I do have a long quote by Stephen Hill from The Atlantic. And he says, Acting under the legal strength and moral authority of the Voting Rights Act, the Democrats led the charge to draw so-called majority-minority districts, one packed so full of minority voters that they usually resulted in, in electing a minority representative, as intended. The number of minority representatives jumped exponentially from the 1960s to the 1980s, with the number of black House members increasing from 5 to 24 by 1989. So, like, that's, un, like, unarguably good, right? Like, more, more people of color in the House. But um. there's the other, there is another hand. Um, and it's the opposite it of cracking. The, okay, the result is inarguably good because those people weren't being represented. They weren't. But the means I don't think was good. I think those are still corrupt means of achieving a good end. Well, and here's why. It's because but yeah, we, when, when you pack a group of minorities into a single district, it basically has the opposite effect of crack it basically has the effect of cracking yeah so you're basically diffusing their impact amongst other districts like by necessity wait what well there are so many districts and if you choose to pack all minorities into a single district then their effect as a whole no it's not like cracking is no they're it's packing. Like, their packing is effectively cracking. How is it cracking? Because, because, because when you pack all any group of people into one district, it makes their wasted votes more in other districts. So, like a wasted vote is a really cool concept with this, and it it is basically the same regardless. So, like, if on the one hand. If you're in a packed district, then you have too many people voting for the same candidate, and anybody who gets over that 50% right, is, a vote. is a wasted vote. And if you're in a cracked district, then any vote that you cast that is under 51 is a wasted vote. Okay. Um, basically, there's an equilibrium, and that could be like a standard for... Judging how gerrymandered a place is. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That's a good metric. Yeah. Um, And so what you're saying is that when you, using that metric, when you pack, when you intentionally pack, when you um, majority-minority a district, what you, in essence, do by that metric is crack the state. Yeah. Okay, I see Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, you're basically cracking the entire state. Because you're, pa- you're not I mean, spreading not out your minority amongst. So yeah, like, but, but basically, but yeah, there are you are guaranteeing and it's, easier that's elections. The thing about, you're that's wasting the, a lot of votes. That's the essentially. thing. Yeah, that's the thing about gerrymandering altogether. It's hard to ever come up with one single good solution. And because it's such a bipartisan effort, it's unlikely that people will actually agree to do that shit. Oh like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, because I, there are plenty it happens, of solutions, but the but, two parties aren't going to come but, up with them. Exactly, but because it happens every ten years, that's like the big deal about it. Like, 
Republicans. Oh yeah, having your party in power in state government when a fucking decentennial happens. Yes, it's incredibly incredibly important. powerful. Like to, like that's why it's so re- those like, gerrymandered in the Republican that retract a lot of money. That's why it's so gerrymandered in the Republicans' favor right now. Like, yep. like you know that Democrats would have done that. I would have fucking been happy to do that. Like gerrymandered the shit. Out of oh yeah, you know what? Like, if if the only ball game in town is a corrupt ball game, you play that ball game to in, to to put forward your agenda. Yeah. You don't just pussyfoot around no. saying like, "Oh, the game is rigged," and so I'm not gonna play. Like, no, if you have an agenda, like, if you want to stop the opposition from employing deploying rather their agenda, you need to play that corrupt yeah, ball game. Not, even if that's if if it disagrees with your morals, if that's the only ball game in I'm town. Not the Republicans are doing it, that. The only way you're going to change it is from the inside. I'm just mad at the consequences of it. Yeah. You know? Well, no, I, I, mean, don't, I, guess, I disagree with it, regardless of whether yeah. it has positive results or, from I guess my so. perspective or not. There, with, we're like, we're going to get to the fixes. You're right. Like packing, packing, getting more minority representation in Congress, that was absolutely an altruistic objective, in my opinion. That is, is I mean... That's the height of what our politicians should be striving for right now. Yeah. But the means in which it was done, I regard as skeevy backroom politics that has no place in the 21st century. I don't want my children growing up in a world where people engage in those sort of backroom dealings, honestly. (laughs) I want their lives, the laws that govern their lives, to be governed by rationality and logic, not... You think it can be that way? Individual... I think it can be that way. Do yeah. I think it will be that way by the time I have kids? Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. I um, think it can be that way. So let's, yeah, let's move on to a couple of proposed fixes for gerrymandering. Yeah. Um, so we have proportional representation in each state. Yep. And that's where... Just makes fucking sense. Yeah. That's where elections would more or less be a census by each state. Yep. And if your party wins 20% of the vote... In your state, then roughly 20% of your state's representatives would be from your party. Yeah. Um, There are two main ways of doing proportional representation. Party list and rank choice voting. I support rank choice voting more than uh, almost anything. I think it gives people... Party list is dumb, but we're going to get past it anyway. Okay. Um, So in party list parties rank candidates based on who they want in the legislature most yeah <laughs> and then people vote for the party they want and based on the percentage of the vote each party gets that many from their list yeah it just seems like you were onto a good idea and then totally fucked it up <laughs> like midway totally. through yeah exactly you're like let's give people power no it's not no yeah, no. yeah let's give people power to no. vote for our choices <laughs> um so then there's ranked choice choice voting yeah which makes total logical sense which we like in cgp gray likes yeah, I first learned about it from CPG. Me too. CPG Gray. That guy's amazing. Uh, actually, his content, yeah. his his content has really evolved into something interesting. Yeah. He has this great video on why we should attempt to surmount death, but it's all mm. done in a metaphor about a kingdom fighting a dragon that oh, they've I never that, been yeah. powerful enough to defeat, but they now are, and they didn't realize it. Yeah. 
It's fucking, great. Yeah, he's good. And he takes his fucking time with the videos and it shows. Yeah, he really does. And lately he's been doing a little bit less because he made a he made a video shortly after that dragon video about how much fucking time he spends on his phone oh, and huh. how much he wants to get away from that. <laughs> and so he's been doing a little bit less, but his content is amazing. Huh. Check him out if you haven't. CPG yeah. Gray. CPG Gray. On YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. Um basically everything about politics and elections and Sometimes, like, biology. He's a really great explainer. Oh, I'm like, just his parrot. It's succinct. I'm just his parrot. Um, so, in, in ranked choice voting, instead of voting for one candidate, you make a list of your favorite candidates in order. And, um, and then, like, basically, they just get picked off if they don't meet, meet a threshold. Yeah, so, like, if you're, if you're number one vote, let's say, let's use real... Okay, so it's... 2001 or sorry it's 2000 we're voting for um uh what are you shaking pay, your head for pay no mind he's looking at 1999 anyway <sighs> it's 1999 and we're voting for fucking uh al gore um george w bush or <laughs> ralph nader oh yeah so if you decide to vote Ralph Nader is your number one pick. Oh You're God. not hurting Al Gore the world now, would be so different. and the world would be a different fucking place. Yeah, and we wouldn't be in two like we, the wars in the Middle East never would have fucking happened. Um, anyway, so. So what happens is you rank Ralph Nader number one because you're like Green Party all the way, bro. We need to save the environment. Uh, and then you're like, but Al Gore also likes the environment. Yeah. No, so every I'm vote do for Al Gore, Gore number two. Every Ralph vote Nader for, never gets elected. Every so vote that's for fun. Al Gore in that election was a vote for Bush. Practically. Because I don't see very many people who were gonna vote for um who were gonna vote for Gore that weren't second choices from Al Gore in the ranked choice voting. You say that again. I have no idea what you just <sighs> said. I said every vote for Nader. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Every... You mixed up the names last time. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Every vote for Nader was a vote against Al Gore and for Bush. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Because yeah. it took away from his constituency too. Exactly. Because the people, the people who voted for Nader, were never going to vote for Bush. They mm -hmm. would have voted for Al Gore as their second choice. Yeah. Well, in ranked choice voting, you get that second choice. If you put Nader as your first choice and he doesn't make the cut because he never was going to fucking do that, and why the fuck did you vote for him and waste your fucking vote, you idiot? Yeah. So you put Al Gore as your second choice. Now you didn't waste your vote. Yeah, exactly. Because Ralph Nader doesn't make it because he's a loser. Basically, and so Al Gore does make it. And he's like, yeah, environment, no war. And fucking the, the only thing is Obama doesn't happen. The net effect. I've, I've thought about this. Without Al Gore, there's no Obama. Um. So the other, another fucking way, <laughs> another way to uh, uh, <laughs> do gerrymandering is automated redistricting. And CGP Gray called a version of it the shortest split line method. Yeah. Oh, shoot. You know what? I didn't even realize that I got this idea from a CPG Gray video, but that's yeah. the one I wanted to bring up. Computers. Yeah. Come on, yeah, dude. Exactly. Computers. Fucking computers. Um, so basically, you just figure out where all your voters are and draw a line between them with the shortest line possible. Yeah. 
And then you like wash, rinse, repeat until you have as many districts as you need for your state. You know what the beauty of it is, too, in my mind, is that no matter what you're going for, you just program in the exact things you're looking for in your districts and it does it for you. What I like about that is you have to be upfront about exactly what you're doing because yeah. you have to put it in fucking programming well, language. Yeah. You have to tell this computer, I'm looking for districts. I want you to base them with your priorities being A, that's the, B, the exactly. C, D. But that's the problem with it. Like you have to still make value judgments. Yeah. Which is yeah, the whole problem with gerrymandering anyway. Like you don't want to you don't want to like split communities that want to be together. Okay. But so but, you have to but so that's the secondary preference. But I reject the secondary the- best preference is to do the split line method but do it with the least splitting of counties and or cities. Right. So you're building priority lists. The priority list like you were saying. I reject the notion that a solution has to be perfect. Yeah. Like there are tons of things that can make life way better, even though they don't make it perfect. I totally agree with that. And, and so I think honestly, I think using computers is that that solution. It's well, not a silver and, bullet to all of and gerrymandering, they're using, but and it's they're gonna u- make things a lot better. And they're using the computers right now to fuck us. Ex- yeah. Completely and very easily. Because another thing about self sorting is that people who live in a same place are more likely to retain their allegiance among votership right and so each time a survey comes around or anything you can use that data to more accurately predict where you should draw the lines okay yeah and so it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy basically yeah and no matter what the results are i just don't like the idea that they were achieved by trying to reduce someone's suffrage yeah like um, even if the result was like getting my more minority representation, which is sorely lacking, I don't like the idea that the way you got it, but was by reducing the value of American citizens' votes. Yeah, it just rubs me Seriously, the wrong way. It's just not. That's right. not the kind of democracy I want to live in. Yeah, like what does representative democracy even mean when, if it doesn't mean that? When my vote. The value of it is determined every 10 years by the party in power. And the term is literally wasted votes. Yeah. Yep. Because that's what it really is. And they're willing to waste. Um, There there have been, or there's a notable example of a state, Arizona, passing a, a ballot measure for competitive districts. And Arizona leans Republican. Okay. But they passed it by 12 points. And so they created a five-person committee with two Republicans, two Democrats, and an independent. Okay. And they picked a map-making company in order to draw competitive districts. And spoiler alert, it worked. They had competitive districts. But which is why Arizona, I didn't realize that, but the but place, which is why Arizona was such a focus of the media this last uh, midterm. But the place actually, yeah, like, er, like Arizona does have a majority Republican, mm-hmm. but it had been fucking gerrymandered shit. And so now, like, that they made competitive districts that actually work, where some are guaranteed pretty much Republican, some are guaranteed or like one is guaranteed Democrat. Um, the rest are actually competitive Relatively competitive, yeah. Which wasn't the case before, but it caused a fucking furor. 
like people were completely pissed off and like basically accusing the the lady in charge, the independent, because um, she was also the head of the council. Okay. Um, of being partisan as fuck because her husband had been involved in some political shit for the Democrats. Mm. Um, but yeah, so like even that situation where it like actually worked just like doesn't make people happy. There's no fucking way to gerrymander oh, well, or un gerrymander. You know what they say to about make a people good compromise? Happy. It leaves all parties dissatisfied. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically gerrymandering and the way to fix it. Is to but you know what? Honestly, I'd rather mad. have all parties be mildly dissatisfied than have one party be completely fucking disenfranchised and have For the other just like a shoe in. And just unless you're fucking lucky enough to have the power at the end of a 10 year period. Yeah. I know. I think we might get it, though. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there are more Democratic governors right now than there have been. Um, that's what I mean. The, I think the last and two. I think we're it's swinging more towards Democrats. But I mean, the Supreme Court's fucked for a long time. Unless they pack it, which I'm also not necessarily okay with. Yeah. Just be, though, oh man, packing courts. No, they so already the courts, did it. The court they already did it. It's already been packed. Court system's already so fucking. No, we can add two more members. Oh, I guess you're. That's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. We can add two more members. Um. And and honestly, like if if Democrats wanted to go for a total power grab to avoid something like the reversal of Roe v. Wade and somebody was feeling super fucking ballsy, they would absolutely pack the courts. Yeah. It's been done before. FDR did it. Oh, FDR yeah. packed the shit out of the fucking courts just to get his way with everything. <laughs> How do you think he got the new deal through? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that, actually. That's yep. pretty real. Oh, yeah. He packed the courts. And that's like one of the most It was a beneficial... major criticism against him, too. It it hounded him for a long time, but it gave now him the political what, power to achieve his agenda. That's his entire legacy, pretty much. Yeah, or like giant part of his legacy. Yep, World War II and the New Deal. That's yeah. FDR. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about, gerrymandering? No, I've been spouting on for long enough. I actually had a lot of fun. I did too. I like this yeah. one. Thanks, um, mom. Yeah, thank you, Susan. Uh, I still haven't met your mom, and we we should. Okay, we should meet. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he rolled his eyes at me. I I don't think about rolling my eyes. It doesn't <laughs> it even happens. really mean something. It doesn't even, like, half the time it means something. Half the time it don't. Anyhow, that's it for this episode. <laughs> Duck Explanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Our... And logo by Monet Moran. Trevor Stanwood, he's the show's newest beloved listener. Thanks, Trevor. I had a shit ton of fun at your surprise birthday party last week. And it was like really cool to see you after so much time. Thanks again, homie. Your support really actually does make a difference to the show. Uh, if you want to be like Trevor and support this show, go to patreon.com slash explanations or leave a review on iTunes. Likely, we got a bunch of things wrong. If you want to tell me about it or just want to bullshit, hit me up at DeXplanationsPodcast at gmail.com. Tweet us at DeXplanations or comment on the Instagram. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. Oh, and as for you, <laughs> did you just get a facial? Because your pores are glistening. 
But <laughs> me and Alicia came up with that. But actually, I think you deserve a better compliment, like a real genuine compliment. Because um, you're really, really, really great. Bye now. Thank <laughs> you.